Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey, this is Chelsea Eithoven, and you are listening to Vibrancy with ADHD, episode two. Oh my gosh, I love saying that new name. So if you've been here for a while, you may be a little bit confused why there's some changes around here. So I'm going to explain that to you really quickly. So last week was the first episode where we did kind of a big shift. We changed the title of the podcast from Vibrancy Radio to Vibrancy with ADHD. And that was technically episode one of Vibrancy with ADHD last week. So how I'm going to do this so that it'll be easy for you to navigate is everything prior to that, we're going to be calling season one. And now moving forward, we're calling this season two. And that's where the Vibrancy with ADHD content starts is last week. So from now on, I'll be numbering the episodes so that they'll be really easy for you to navigate. I hope that's helpful. I've been doing the podcast for a full year now, and as you know, sometimes it can be kind of hard to figure out ways to structure things when we have ADHD to make it simple. And so it's taken me about a year, but I think we're finally getting it. We're going to make it simple. We're going to make it easy to navigate. And I appreciate you for your understanding, and I'm so excited you're here. So with this new fancy rebrand and changing the name of the podcast and changing the focus, my goal is to help as many ADHDers as I can improve their health, wellness, and mindset. Okay, let's talk about the hyper-focus of the week. Now, a reminder what the hyper-focus of the week is, is every week I share with you something that I am obsessing over. And it could be related to the topics of this podcast, health, wellness, mindset shifts, could be something like that, or it could be something completely random. It could be a tip, it could be a book that I'm loving, it could be absolutely anything, just something that I'm really excited about and I wanna share with you, and I get the opportunity to do it by sharing it right now. So my hyper-focus of this week is, it's kind of not so much a hyper-focus this week, but it's a cool trick I learned that has been super helpful to me, and I thought that you guys might like it too. So did you guys know that you can wash your tennis shoes in the dishwasher? I was mind blown by this. So I learned this from Kale Couture on Instagram. I will link her in the bio, of course, and give her the credit. So what you do is if you have a dishwasher in your house, you literally just take your shoes and I untied them and you put them upside down on the dishwasher rack and you run it like normal with whatever normal dishwashing soap or dishwashing pod or whatever that you normally put in the dishwasher, you wash them just like normal and they come out squeaky clean. Like all the dirt and mud and everything on them is completely gone. I think it is so 
cool. I did like seven pairs of shoes in one load this past week because it's been super muddy here and all of my shoes were just disgusting. So I put them all in the dishwasher and then I laid them out into the sun in the sun to dry and they are like brand new. I just thought that was so exciting. And especially us with ADHD, we we like to make things easy and quick and simple. And this made it so easy. And also I hate when your tennis shoes are like knocking around in the washing machine. So this, this way to me is so much better. And you know, I wouldn't really recommend doing this with other dishes in the dishwasher, you know, because I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, food might get stuck inside your shoes or something like that. But if you do, I mean, hey, I'm not judging you. You do you, you know, it could be perfectly fine. So that is the hyper focus of the week. So random as always, but I love sharing these little random tidbits with you and I hope you guys enjoy them too. So let's move in to what we're going to talk about today on episode two. And we're going to be talking about all or nothing thinking. Now, we also can call this black and white thinking. We might call it going from zero to 100, right? Like when we get really interested in something, we just like immediately off the bat are obsessed. And then one day the obsession just kind of like drops off the face of the earth. (laughs) And hello, this is me. This is my whole personality, right? I do this all the time. This is my natural tendency. Do you resonate with this? I'm curious if you, especially if you have ADHD, I'm so curious if you also feel like you struggle with a lot of black and white or all or nothing thinking, or if that's like your natural tendency. If you have ADHD, I bet that you do, because I've heard this from a lot of people with ADHD. So before we get in too deep, what we're going to talk about is, is this actually an ADHD thing, the all or nothing thinking? We're going to talk about, is this actually an ADHD thing, the all or nothing thinking? I'm going to chat a little bit about my experience with all or nothing thinking and where this turned up in my life the most. Then we're going to talk about why it can be harmful to our progress. And then I'm going to give you two mindset shifts that are going to help you shift away from all or nothing thinking if that's something you'd like to do. And I'm going to give you an alternative that you can try. Okay. So is all or nothing thinking an ADHD thing? Is it an ADHD tendency? In short, I don't really know. I couldn't find any specific research saying that this was indeed specific to people with ADHD, right? Or more common in people with ADHD. So I don't want to say that without having any research on it. But I kind of think that it is. I do think it's a little bit more common in people with ADHD. Again, this is my opinion. It's not official diagnostic criteria, but the diagnostic criteria for ADHD certainly lends itself to this tendency, in my opinion. I mean, think about it. We get super obsessed with something right off the bat, right? And that's like all that dopamine from from trying something new. We love new things and novelty. So we get obsessed because it's giving us so much dopamine because it's new and exciting and fun, whatever it is, and we can't get enough of whatever the thing is. And we like to call this hyper-focus, right? It's whatever this new obsession of ours is, it's all we can think about, all we can talk about, all we can research, all we can do, right? And then all of a sudden, we wake up one day and poof, the obsession is gone. It's almost like your brain is like, my work here is done, right? Like I'm done with this thing. And 
I don't know if non-ADHD people can relate to this or not, but this is how it feels for me, right? And I have ADHD. So I wonder, does it feel that way for you? You know, for example, I'll give you one that I had recently or for a while. And I think that I, th- I think in the moment when I'm obsessed with this new thing, that this is going to be my lifelong obsession, right? Like I'm like, this is it. This is my lifelong obsession. This is my life passion. I'm so obsessed with it. There's no way I could get bored with it, right? So one thing that I was learning about and became obsessed with was the female menstrual cycle and learning about the infradian rhythm and the different cycles that we go through as women and how they look and feel throughout the month and how to basically, it's called cycle syncing, to to behave according to the way that's going to be best throughout your cycle, right? As far as productivity and things like that. So I was obsessed. And then one day I just, like I read all these books on it. I think I read three different books about it. In a couple months, I created a session in my program about it. I talked about it with clients. I was talking about it on Instagram. I was learning about it nonstop. I was listening to podcasts. I was reading books, reading articles, just absorbing all the information. That was the all phase, right? And then I woke up one day and I was just like, all right, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I want to learn something else, right? And I moved on to something else. This happens to me all the time, right? Now, let me state that I don't think this is always a bad thing necessarily or like a bad thing in general. I mean, when it comes to hobbies or like I was just talking about learning obsessions, no one is holding a gun to your head and saying like, you said you liked learning about the infradian rhythm. You obsessively read about it and you did this every single day and it was your obsession and you did it for three months straight and now you must continue for the rest of your life, right? And learn about this thing and obsess about this thing. That's not necessarily the case, right? You, you, nobody's holding a gun to your head telling you you have to do it. You, so I think that's like a good place to channel this energy is with our hobbies and the things we like to learn about. Channel this all or nothing energy there and let yourself obsess over something. And then when you're done with it, let yourself drop it. And you don't have to continue obsessively researching it if you don't feel like it. Now, This does end up in some things that like, you know, half finished books on your shelf, half finished projects. But again, if it's something that you're doing for your hobby or just for fun, then it doesn't really matter too much, right? And I did learn a bunch of stuff in that that time period that I was obsessed with learning about the infradian rhythm that I do pull into my life and use in my life now and use in my coaching and teach my clients about. So it's okay that now I kind of took the information that I was interested in and then moved on, right? But where... Do I think that this all or nothing thinking can become a big barrier is areas we want to grow and improve in our life. In any area that we want to grow or improve in our life, right? So that could be your career, that could be your finances, that this could be your health, this could be your weight, anything that you have a specific goal that you are working towards, if you are using that all or nothing energy in that area, it can actually be pretty harmful, right? An example, right, is if I would have decided that I wanted to start my new, start a whole new career just about 
the infradian rhythm and the, the menstrual cycle, right? Then I, I didn't wait long enough to see if this is going to be a lifelong hyperfocus. And then all of a sudden one day when I get bored with it, then what? What am I going to do? Drop my whole career? That's not really an option, right? So any area you want to grow and improve or that you need to stay a little pretty consistent, we do want to have some strategies for how to shift this all or nothing thinking. Like harness it in the areas that that we can harness it in, right? Hobbies and learning and interests. And then maybe try and learn some ways to shift it in those areas that we do want to grow and improve. So where did this show up in my life? My In my life, this showed up the absolute most with my eating and my relationship with food. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. So let's talk about my past experience with eating. Oh my gosh, pretty much the definition of all or nothing thinking here, okay? (laughs) Like I cycled through diets like no one's business, okay? Like let's work backwards for my last diet, which the last time I went on a diet was 2018, okay? The first half of the year, 2018, right before my wedding, I got married in September. So the last diet I did was macro counting, I was so all or nothing with that one. That is, I did learn to be a bit more consistent in that time period, but it was really after that that I was able to break free completely. So some of the diets I did, I did macro counting. I did paleo for a while. I've done a couple rounds of Whole30. I did, I tried the bulletproof thing, right? Like that was almost before keto. It was, well, not before keto, but it was like a... It was almost like keto because Bulletproof, you did the Bulletproof coffee or you did the high fat coffee. Anyways, Bulletproof, I did intermittent fasting. I did super low calorie diets. Honestly, I can't even remember them all. There were so many and there are so many absurd, obscure ones in there too. But those are some of the more like popular, well-known ones that I did. So regardless, those were some diets that I tried. And when I was on those diets, quote unquote, I was on them, right? Like I would wake up the first day that I was going to do the diet and I would be like, this is it. This is the first day of my absolute perfection. I will be perfectly perfect with my eating. I will look like a fitness model in a couple months. My body will be perfect. I will never crave sugar again. Can we all just collectively laugh together at how adorable, young, and naive Chelsea was? So, so cute, right? Because if you listen to the episode about ADHD and overeating, then you might know what happens next. Or if you struggle with impulse control, like I do, and like as a hallmark of ADHD, then you also might know what happens next. And even if you are just a human, you might know what happens next, right? So that was my all phase. I could maybe make it through a day of being all in on my perfectly perfect eating. Then at night when I had used up every ounce of willpower and impulse control in me, I would convince myself I can just have a little something. I can just have one piece of chocolate, right? And of course, I would go back and forth in my brain about it. I would fight myself. Like I would be like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You can have it. And then I'd be like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay perfect. And then I'll go back and forth and my, my brain would be, it's like my brain was fighting each other, trying to convince myself to eat it or not to eat it, right? And then eventually I would just cave and I would eat all the chocolate or I would like stand at the pantry and 
end up eating all the things because once I ate that one piece of chocolate, it opened the floodgates. I was no longer perfect in my eating and therefore I was going to eat all the things until I could be perfect again. And sometimes like this internal debate didn't even happen. Like I just, the impulse control would take over and I would just eat the piece of chocolate. And before I knew it, I was like standing in the pantry again with like chips and cookies and all these things. So once I dropped the all part, it felt like there was no point in even trying to continue. So I would jump completely to the other side, nothing, right? All or nothing. I'm not all in, so I'm not in at all. And again, there I was at the pantry scarfing down every bit of chocolate, crackers, bread, ice cream, anything that I could find. And I said I would start again tomorrow. And sometimes this cycle was daily, where like I just explained, where I would make it through the day and then in the evening I would kind of cave. Sometimes it was weekly where I did pretty good throughout the week and it took so much white knuckling and it was so freaking hard. And then I finally caved around like noon on a Friday or whatever. Like I'd be like, oh, it's the weekend now, you know, lunch on Friday starts the weekend. I remember thinking that. And I would like gorge myself all weekend on food that made me feel terrible. And then I would just kind of feel like the epitome of shame come Monday morning, right? Time to hop back on the wagon of perfection again, right? And this cycle went on for a long time before I realized that the problem wasn't my lack of impulse control, right? That's what I always thought the problem was. The problem was that I can't freaking control myself. What is wrong with me? I can't control myself. I just need to have more willpower. And also for a while, I thought that the diets after that, right? So I I thought it was impulse control. And then I thought the problem was the diets, right? And although I will say the diets are problematic for sure that I was trying, right? They were way too restrictive. They were definitely problematic, but they weren't the whole problem. The biggest piece of the problem And what was causing me to behave this way in this like cycle of eating perfect and then gorging on the weekends or in the evenings or whatever was the all or nothing thinking cycle I was stuck in with food. It was the thinking and the way I was thinking about food that was causing this to happen. All or nothing thinking can be harmful to progress because it makes us feel like there are only two options, right? We are either perfect or we're on a path of self-destruction. So as soon as we break that perfection and we're no longer perfect, then we obviously must go to the other option and we self-destruct until we can be perfect again. Do you relate to this? We act like it's a multiple choice question with two answers, right? Perfect or self-destruct. But it's not, right? The choices we make in each moment are actually more like a short answer question if we're going to keep with the analogy of the test, right? We decide how we get to fill in the blank and we can get as creative as we want with it. Now, this kind of black and white thinking can also be really sneaky and come into lots of different areas of life. So for me, one area that I am currently trying to improve is personal relationships and communication. And before this episode, I looked at my 
communication, right? And I currently have 134 unread text messages. I've got 18 messages in my Instagram inbox. And then if you have ever gotten a message request on Instagram, so if somebody tries to message you that's not friends with you, my the tab that says message requests reads 99 plus, meaning it won't tell you when you have more than 99 how many messages you have. It just says 99 plus. So my natural instinct with this is to get overwhelmed by all of those crazy numbers. I'm not even going to mention my email, right? But get overwhelmed by all of those numbers and fall into that all or nothing thinking and saying, since I can't answer all of them right now, I'm going to ignore all of them until I'm ready to tackle all those messages, right? And so what what ends up happening then, and this is my old pattern with text messages and Instagram DMs and whatnot. So if you've waited a while for me to answer a message or anything like that, it's not that I don't care. It's that I'm currently learning how to get out of this cycle, right? So I would ignore all of them and and just be like, I'll just put it off later. I'll put it off later. And then one day I would wake up and decide that I had the energy or motivation and I would respond to them all, right? All at once and sit down for a couple hours and respond to everything. Actually, it'd be longer than a couple hours, to be honest. And a lot of those text messages would probably start with something that sounded like, so sorry, it took me so long to get back to you, dot, 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 right? If you have ADHD, how many of those texts have you sent? Please tell me I'm not alone in sending like a million of those because it's happened more than I care to admit. Oh my gosh. And as I'm recording this, I just remembered a friend that's waiting on a very important text message for me. Wow, Chelsea. Okay, anyways, let's get back to the the subject at hand because I just remembered that. So anyways, that pattern of all or nothing thinking was so exhausting and probably also very frustrating to my friends and people waiting on responses. Absolutely, right? So what I'm working on implementing instead is instead of going from that all or nothing thinking, finding something in the middle. So instead of saying I respond to all or I respond to nothing, a new strategy I'm trying is setting a timer for 15 to 30 minutes and doing that not every day, but multiple days a week, you know, like four to five days a week. And for that 15 to 30 minutes, focus on nothing else but responding to messages. And I start with the the people who have been waiting the longest, right? And I'm not doing all of my messages, but I'm not doing nothing either. I'm just slowly chopping away at the mountain of messages. And then when I catch up on the mountain of messages, I will continue that system to be able to more easily maintain them. And and that's a way to find a place in the middle. And that is an example of shifting from all or nothing thinking to something a little bit more realistic, something in the middle, right? Now, Are there going to be days where I don't have the executive functioning to do this plan and I'll end up doing nothing? Of course, absolutely. And will there be a day where I'll get so excited and I'll respond to a bunch of messages and I'll remain super engaged in a group chat with my friends and I'll be like thinking, oh my gosh, I've turned a new leaf. I'm now a super friend. I respond to all my text messages. This is awesome. Hell yes. Also, that will happen too. So there will still be those all or nothing cycles. But I now have a strategy to navigate that middle area, right? So I can stop being so self-destructive and I can also stop judging myself for those natural highs and lows that my brain chemistry lends itself to. So it's okay if I have all. 
an all day. It's okay if I have a nothing day. And it's okay if most of the time I have that that middle day, right, where I do 15 to 30 minutes of my text messages. Which, by the way, when I wrote this podcast, that's where my my text messages and DMs and all that were. Since I've been doing this strategy for about a week now, it's been about a week since I wrote this episode, I have actually chopped down my messages quite a bit. So it is working so far, which is awesome. Okay, so now let's talk about how you can kind of change this all or nothing mindset in your head and start shifting away from that. So if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about the two keys to growth towards your goals if you have ADHD. And spoiler alert, those two keys are number one, structure, and number two, self-compassion. So I want to offer you in this episode a couple mindset shifts to shift away from that all or nothing thinking. And one of those will provide you with some structure of how to actually implement this. And one will provide you with some self-compassion for yourself. So let's start with self-compassion. Okay. Are you ready for your first mindset shift? When we are in all or nothing patterns of thinking, a phrase that we often use is that we fell off the wagon, right? We're on the wagon, we fell off the wagon. So again, there's two distinct possibilities here. We're on the wagon or we are off the wagon, right? That is the black and white, the all or nothing. And I used to use this phrase all the time. And The mindset shift I want to offer you is I want you to stop thinking about it like a wagon at all. There is no wagon, okay? And start thinking of it like a roller coaster. There's no on or off, right? Now, there's definitely highs and lows, right? You're definitely, for the duration of the roller coaster, you're going high, you're going low, you're looping all around, you're making crazy turns, right? So there's highs and there's lows, but there's also all those places in between. And when we're on a roller coaster, we're not really judging any of the points we're at, right? We're just kind of enjoying the ride. Now, We'll definitely probably enjoy some points of the roller coaster better. For example, you might get a little bit anxious or queasy at certain parts of the roller coaster, but you recognize that it's going to be over soon and it's just all a part of the journey and will be somewhere new very shortly, right? So instead of being on the wagon or off the wagon, we just look at it as our highs and lows, like we're on a roller coaster and we're just going through different experiences, right? I think this is a really key mindset shift to make as someone with ADHD, because I do recognize that for many of us, we're going to have lots in high and low, highs and lows. I think that's just the nature of us. I think that that's something we don't need to always try to resist, right? There are going to be days where we hyperfixate on whatever our goal is, and we go all out for a while. And there are also going to be days where we just don't have the executive functioning, and we don't do anything to move towards our goal. And I don't think as an ADHDer we should try to find that perfect balance in the middle at all times. I just don't think that that's realistic. The more I learn about the ADHD brain and then I interweave it with what I already know about human psychology and behavior motivation and how we behave with food and just in general, the more I think it's not about finding that elusive balance day in and day out. It's more so about being able to enjoy the ride at all points, the highs, the lows, and everywhere in between. And we can give ourselves compassion through the whole process. 
And when we stop judging ourselves so hard and stop trying to go against our natural ways of being, I think that's when really beautiful things and beautiful transformations and the growth towards our goals can actually start happening, right? And especially if we're not judging ourselves so hard, then we tend to, and if we're not aiming for perfection all the time, we tend to spend less and less time in that nothing area, right? So that low, we spend less and less time there. We spend more time somewhere in the middle because we realize it doesn't have to be perfect or nothing, right? It's just an experience. We're not on a wagon. We are on a roller coaster. We're gonna have highs and lows and we're gonna have everything in between and it's all good no matter where we are. Okay, so that's the first mindset shift that I wanted to offer you. And through that one, you can kind of give yourself a little bit more self-compassion for the way that your brain naturally works. And the next mindset shift I want to give you is for implementing a structure to this. Because remember, like I mentioned, I'm a big fan of creating structure because simple mindset shifts like that, if we don't have a structure to it, It just gets overwhelming. It's just something we have in our brain, but we don't really know how to implement it. And that always drives me crazy, right? It's like when people, like body positivity, as you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, I'm such a big fan of loving your body where it is. But a lot of us don't know how to actually do that. How do I implement that? I don't know how to love my body. So this is a way to implement that. Putting a structure to it helps us learn how to actually do that. So... So if we want to learn how to how to be on that roller coaster instead of the wagon, we need to put a little bit of a structure to it to make it a little bit more automatic. If our ADHD brains don't have a structured way to implement something, a lot of times it's honestly just not going to happen. So this structure change is also a mindset shift. And the mindset shift here is to go from all or nothing to all or something. Okay, so instead of all or nothing, we are looking at things as all or something. And this is not my original idea. I actually believe I heard this on the podcast Balance 365 Radio, the girls over there on that podcast. And I just loved it so much that I wanted to shout them out. So I will find the episode that they talk about this and I will link it for you. And so you can check that out as well. So that'll be in the show notes. So it's not my original idea, but the idea of going from all or nothing to all or something, it's a slight structure change because instead of being on the wagon or off the wagon, it opens up our minds to the fact that there are options in between, right? Which makes it easier to actually implement into our eating habits, right? If there's some structure to it. So let's talk about how we can use some structure that uses the mindset shift all or something. And I hope that you're following me. I love talking about these concepts, but I know they're very like, they can get confusing. So I hope you're still following. So all or something mindset shift. How do we put some structure to that? Okay, let's start with the obvious. And that is how to shift away from when we're in that nothing phase, right? I'll give you an example so you can understand what I'm talking about. For the sake of this episode, let's stay on theme and we're going to discuss this in terms of food and eating and our relationship with food. So let's say you want to lose weight and you start your new eating plan, whatever it is, right? Let's say you start, I don't know, calorie counting and you're doing excellent. You're feeling so good and hopeful. You've turned a new leaf. You are like all in. You're doing so great. 
And then you have, like, it's been about a week or so, and you plan to go out to eat with your friends for a special celebration. And you don't want to skip just because you're on a diet, right? Like, that's so silly. You're not going to lose your friendships because of what you're trying to do. That doesn't make sense. So you go to the restaurant and you plan on getting a salad and you tell yourself before you get there, you're like, I'm going to get the salad. I'm not having appetizers. I'm not having drinks. I'm going to stick to the plan and be perfect, right? That's when you're in that all phase, all or nothing. But you get there and it's been a long week and all of your friends are getting drinks. So you feel really left out and you decide what's the harm in ordering one margarita. I'll have one margarita. So you order a margarita. And then also they get chips and queso, right, for an appetizer, which you weren't going to eat. And you're like so annoyed because the temptation is there, right? And when it's in front of you, of course, you couldn't resist. So you impulsively eat some chips and queso because queso is your absolute favorite, which by the way, if it is, it's my absolute favorite as well. So you have a handful of chips and then you go back for more and then you go back for more and then you go back for more. So now you've had like five handfuls of chips with chips and queso and you've had a margarita and this is the point where you get to make a decision. Now, I don't know about you, but in my past, this was the place where I just said, fuck it. And I jumped right off the wagon. Okay. Adios. I will catch back up with you on Monday and hop back on the wagon. I am, my work here is done. We are in welcome to the phase of nothing, right? All to nothing. And I would order, then I would completely change my whole plans. And I would say, well, you know what? Might as well keep going because now I might as well do nothing until I can be perfect again. So I would order the biggest burrito I could. I would probably order like three more margaritas. And then maybe on my way home, I would have my Uber driver bring me through McDonald's for a McFlurry or something, you know, on the way home. Because I was like, well, screw it. I already ate all this. I might as well just have a McFlurry too. And I'll start again on Monday. Have you been there? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I feel like I say that all the time because I'm like, I air out my dirty laundry to you guys on this podcast and I'm like, please tell me I'm not the only one. If you're listening to this and being like, oh man, this girl is like fucked up, then (laughs) this might not be the podcast for you. But anyways, here is where the mindset shift comes in. What if in this moment, instead of choosing all or nothing, you decided to try all or something? So instead of going down that rabbit hole of just saying, screw it, I've messed up, I'm going to continue to eat whatever I want, you said, you know what, all isn't lost. It doesn't mean my progress is completely gone. I had the chips and queso, I had the margarita, and now what is one choice I could make right now that would be my something? So all or something, not all or nothing. That choice could be anything. It could be to order a double water to hydrate a bit. It could be to order the salad that you originally planned to eat, right? So you had your margarita and your chips and queso and you enjoyed the heck out of them. And now you're going to get a salad to kind of balance it out. It could be that you still decide to get the burrito, but you eat half of it instead of eating way past fullness just because you can. It could be to order a side of veggies with your meal instead of ordering, I don't know, like french fries or something like that, which we were talking about a Mexican restaurant, but oh well. I don't care what the thing is. And honestly, it doesn't matter what the thing is. It matters that you're making an effort to shift a mental pattern that you have likely been in for a very long time. 
right? So you're shifting from all or nothing to all or something. After you've made that choice and you're about to dive down the rabbit hole of just saying screw it, you can ask yourself, what's one choice I could make right now that would be my something? And I will take a moment here to say, if you have ADHD, please don't expect yourself to remember this every time. And if you don't write this down, you can probably bet that you are not going to remember this pretty much like ever again. (laughs) So I will give you a strategy that I use that you can borrow if you'd like. And whenever I'm working on a new mindset shift, I type it into the reminders section of my phone. And I set the reminder so that it repeats daily at a certain time, which means at a certain time, it pops up on my phone screen. And I try to be, I try to set it for the time that that is I usually have the most difficulty. So if like the evening time is the most difficult for you, you can have a reminder pop up at 7 p.m. that says all or something, right? Or a reminder pop up that says what could be my something right now, right? Or a reminder that says enjoy the roller coaster ride, right? Something that reminds you of this mindset shift that you are working on making. Now, this way it stays on my home screen and or it pops up every time once a day. And do I eventually stop noticing it? Yes, absolutely, right? We get accustomed to what we're seeing in our environment and we stop noticing it. But the beginning is of a mindset shift. And when we first are learning and starting to change the way we're thinking, that's the most crucial time to make that mindset shift and remember it. So it is helpful because in the beginning, I'm reminded of what I'm working towards. And by the time I stop noticing it, I might have a new mindset shift that I want to work on and change that reminder. So that could be helpful if you're trying to do that. And so to kind of wrap that up, how to put structure into that is to to think, to change your mindset to all or something and ask yourself, what could be my something right now? What is the tiniest step that I could take that's still moving towards my goals, right? And I do also want to take a moment to acknowledge the other side of this, right? And that is the all part, right? When we're all in, that part truthfully can be just as problematic to our goals as the nothing part, right? Because at least in my experience, it's the seeking of the perfection, right? And sticking with eating, it was like the fact that I thought I had to be perfect. That was actually what caused me to have that big falling out and to kind of drop into the nothing side of the all or nothing cycle in the first place, right? It was cyclical. So the parts of the cycle where I was trying to be perfect weren't really helping me get ahead. They were just leading to that inevitable fall, right? They were kind of the reason for the fall because I was just trying to be so perfect and I couldn't uphold that, right? And therefore, I would fall into the nothing part. So for this, I had to kind of consciously start shifting my goal away from being perfect in my eating habits. And how I implemented some structure here where I started with this was I did create a little plan for my day, like a general outline for what I was eating. And this is how I like to do it again, because it's helpful for me so that I don't have to be making all these decisions through the day. So I'd write out my little plan of what I was eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, and In addition to that, I would also include one to two little treats that maybe weren't quote unquote clean or quote unquote on plan or whatever. But I just wanted to change the vision in my head of what success 
looked like, right? What did success with my eating in that day look like? What was I aiming for? It could be somewhere in the middle. It doesn't have to be perfect. So maybe that means that I added in a Hawaiian roll into my lunch, right? Or a little, a piece of, you know, something that I would really enjoy, but did feel at the time a little bit like, quote unquote, naughty, right? Although now it doesn't feel that way to me because I have cultivated a more balanced relationship with food. But at the time it did, that felt like a big deal. And or like I would add in a few Oreos after dinner onto my plan. Like I was legitimately planning for these things. Whatever it is that you're adding in, it doesn't matter. This is just a strategy to try and help you shift away from this mindset. So putting some structure to the all or nothing thinking, when you're on the all end, try and see what you can add in to make it so that you're a little bit less perfect, right? You're somewhere more in the middle. And at the nothing end, you can ask yourself, what can be my something right now? How can I change this to all or something? What's one thing I could do that is still moving me towards my goals? Okay, I hope that wasn't too confusing. I hope that makes sense. Let's do a recap. So in summary, I do think all or nothing thinking is more present in individuals with ADHD than individuals without ADHD. And I don't always think it's a bad thing. I totally think it's safe to channel that energy into our hobbies and other other areas of life that we're okay living a bit more go with the flow. In areas that we want to grow and evolve, however, we may want to shift our mindset uh, away from all or nothing thinking because it could actually be holding us back and causing us to self-sabotage. And it is totally possible to shift this mindset if we put a little bit of energy into it. We can do this by giving ourselves more self-compassion by shifting our mindset from being on the wagon or off the wagon to being on a roller coaster. We acknowledge that there are highs, lows, and everything in between, and we don't judge ourselves for wherever we are because we're going to experience it all, and it's all okay. It's all neutral. And we can give ourselves structure to change this pattern by using the mindset shift all or something instead of all or nothing. When we're tempted to do the nothing part, we can ask ourselves, what is one choice I can make right now that will be my something? And when we're forcing ourselves into the perfection of the all side, we can ask ourselves something similar, right? We can add in something that we previously might have thought was quote unquote naughty or bad so that over the time, over time, our brain will understand that progress does not require perfection. Okay, that wraps up today's episode talking about all or nothing thinking. And as always, I hope this provided you so much value. And if you want to follow along on Instagram and kind of keep up with each other in between episodes, come find me on Instagram at Bright Light Chels. And thank you so much for being here. And I will see you next week for episode three of Vibrancy with ADHD. Toodaloo!